This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I am excited for you. I'm excited for your family, for your business, what God is doing through you, to you, for you, and in you. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work. Hope you're paying attention to it. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the confidence, listen to me, the confidence to go after your dreams, the confidence to go after your dreams. Listen, many of you have the resources. Many of you have the know-how. You've done a lot of research. But that whole confidence piece is what you're missing. So you've been sitting on it for longer than you're supposed to. You're supposed to launch a long time ago, but you've been sitting on it. Right now is the time to launch it. So today we're going to be talking about the confidence to go after your dreams. You're going to be listening to a recording of a presentation I did not too long ago on this very subject. And I was teaching on the difference between dreaming with God versus dreaming with the world. And also how to know if your dream It's actually a God dream. We are creative people. Sometimes we can come up with some stuff, y'all. I know I can. But I put some controls in place to make sure that what I'm thinking or my thoughts are my thoughts, God's thoughts. And so I want to share that with you today. How to know if your dream is actually a God dream and the difference between dreaming with God versus dreaming with the world. I'm telling you right now, this is some good stuff. I know you're going to be blessed by it. Take a listen. Father, I thank you for this night. I thank you. Your spirit is already here. Do what you want to do in this room tonight. You transform. You reveal. You break. I pray, God, that whatever we talk about tonight, whatever Holy Spirit leads and guides us into, that we just embrace it, that we don't reject it, that we embrace it, and we apply it to our life. We begin to live it and begin to see the benefits of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So again, this is all about where you are right now and helping you go from point A to point B. You're, you're in a special place. You're at you're a place where you're going after purpose, where you want to live out this purpose. And my job tonight is just to help you to add some things to your framework to help you do that. So a little bit about me. You know a little bit about me, but that's my family there. That's my wife, Shalina my son, Dean, and my daughter, Naya. So outside of what I do here, I'm a father and a husband. Like, that's first. My, my, my family is my first ministry. So like, what is a dream? Oxford Dictionary says a dream is a cherished aspiration, ambition, or ideal. That's what the dictionaries say about dreaming. And Merriam-Webster says that a, strong, a strongly desired goal or purpose, something that fully satisfies a wish. So that is the, the world's systematic definition of what dreaming is. But tonight I'm going to propose a different way to dream. Like that's dreaming with the world. And that's cool. And I think that we should take this into consideration. But there's a higher level of dreaming. And that's dreaming with God. Like that's a higher level of dreaming. It doesn't look like this. But this is a good starting point. So what does dreaming with the world look like? Grinding, hustling. Trying to make it work. I got to go here. I got to go here. I got to do this to make it work in your own strength. Positioning. Right? Dreaming with the world looks like positioning. Positioning yourself 
to try to get more opportunities, which is nothing wrong with that. But the, but the mindset behind it, the grinding mindset behind it is what makes it wrong, what, what makes it not correct. Networking to get business. You go into a room and you, you walk into this room and you say, who in here got my money? Who has my money in here? Who can I, who, who can I connect to, connect with to get more business? Fighting to maintain your integrity. Dreaming with the world will cause you to fight with yourself, with your spirit man, knowing who God has called you to be, but also seeing this immediate need in front of you. I got to pay these bills. I got to take care of these kids. We have these immediate needs in front of us that cause us to fight to maintain our integrity. Stress or team no sleep. I don't know about you, but I like sleep. I like getting my seven to eight hours a night. I'm no good if I get less than six. <laughs> I'm no good to anybody. I need my rest. Right? Even God rested when he made this world. Right? And so team no sleep, I'm, I'm, I ain't on that team. Self-preservation. It's all about me. You got to get yours. Tupac said, you got to get yours. I got to get mine. Self-preservation. That's, that's a way to dream with the world. It's all about me. What can I get? Right? Competition and comparison. We feel as if we have to outdo other people in order for us to get what we want. Like, that's a scarcity mentality. And we don't serve a God that, is, that has limits. He's limitless. So this scarcity mentality is not of God. Comparison, looking at what they have and looking at what you have and feeling like you're behind. Why am I not further along right now? I'm just as smart as them. I work just as hard as them. And feeling like you got to compare yourself to other people in order to go along. Manipulative marketing and sales psychology. For those of us who are in business, trying to manipulate the market or try to manipulate our target audience to try to get them to buy from us. Right? That is dreaming with the world. Unproven self-promotion. So this is what unproven self-promotion looks like. I am the greatest or America's top speaker. How can you prove that? Is it by your money? Did you win an award for that? You got a million testimonials saying that? How do you know? That's unproven. It's unrealistic and it's manipulative, right? I am, um, my business is the biggest so-and-so in the world, the biggest carpet business in the world. How can, can you prove that? Is it by money? Is it by volume? Is it by influence? Is it by how much inventory you got? How much you shipping out? How can you prove that, right? And so that's what dreaming with the world looks like. A few things with dreaming with the world looks like. But this is what it looks like to dream with God. Resting. Not just sleep. Even though sleep is good, is great. But resting. Resting in what? Resting in who he's called you to be. Resting in his word. Resting in worship. Not forcing it. Spirit-led activity or spirit-led work. That looks like dreaming with God. Spirit led. Okay, Holy Spirit, what, what are you saying about this, this situation right here? 
All right, Holy Spirit, who should I talk to about this issue right here? What do you need me to do? God, what is your best for me? Connecting is a great way to dream with God. Connecting versus just trying to network. When you walk into a room, you're trying to see who can I connect with? Who can I serve? Who can I add value to versus who can I take from? And connecting is even deeper than that because once you get exchange, once you exchange information, you get to know this person. Now you can begin to serve them on a whole nother level. Maybe they like Snickers. Maybe they have cats. Maybe they like going on vacation. So now that you know this stuff, you can begin to serve them in those areas. Hey, hey, Jimmy, I know you like cats. I saw this article on USA Today about cats. Did you read it? Send them an email about that. That's a great way to serve. Connecting with people. A value add. Your thoughts are a reflection of his thoughts. Another great way to dream with God. Your thoughts are a reflection of his thoughts. Your desires are a reflection of his desires. You depend on his resources and not yours. Now to some who may not understand the value in these in this in this mindset to some that may seem like oh you ain't putting no work in or you depending too much on God or you lazy or you just waiting on a breakthrough or you waiting on a blessing no these are proactive behaviors because when your thoughts are reflecting of his thoughts that gives you the unfair advantage when your desires a reflection of his desires, that diminishes your flesh and gives you access to things everybody else would have access to. So the person you become in the process is just as important as the prize. And that's what I really want us to focus on. Who are you becoming in the process? How are you allowing God to use you? Yes, you have these aspirations. You want to accomplish things. Great. You want to provide for your family. Great. But who are you becoming in the process? Are you becoming a reflection of what you're chasing in the earth? Or are you becoming a reflection of Christ? Because only what you do for God is going to last anyway. That's sustainable. God's work is sustainable. We talk about sustainability all the time. God's work is sustainable. That is the fruit that remains. That is the fruit that continues to produce fruit. So as you are becoming and as you are in this process, I'm going to tell you that there are not going to be always good days. Every day is not cupcakes. Some days you're going to be dodging bullets. So what do you do? How do you get those? How do you get through those days? Well, number one, just have to realize that you've been chosen, man. You've been chosen to do this. You've been chosen. So how do you know you've been chosen? I believe there are three ways you know you've been chosen. There's a holy interruption. You're going to have a burning bush moment. You're going to discover your life alignment. We're going to talk about that. And you're going to have a burden for the work or the cause you've been called to. That's how you know you've been chosen for it. 
God's going to disrupt you. You're going to see the thread of connectivity between the disruption and the work. And the work is not going to be something that's going to be just thrust upon you. It's already something that you got a burden for anyway. That's how you know you've been chosen for such a time as this, for this particular thing that God has called you to do for this assignment. All right. So, number one, the holy interruption, the burning bush moment. This is what happens in that burning bush moment. It reveals who God is. It reveals who you are. It reveals your insecurities or your self-imposed limits. It reveals God's promises. And it also reveals God's strategy. When you look at that burning bush moment for Moses, all of these things happened in the process. This is what happens. You're going about your daily life, doing what you do. And then God just disrupts your life. Something happens. Maybe it's a traumatic event. Maybe it's a revelation. Maybe you experience something at work. Maybe you experience something on your job, but it's a holy interruption that you cannot ignore. And oftentimes you're the only one going through it. Nobody else knows you're going through it until you reveal it. But you know it's there. And when it happens, God reveals himself to you. He not only reveals himself to you, he reveals who he is to you. Meaning, this is who I am going to be to you in this season. Your provider. Your sustainer. Your protector. He are all, he's all these things, but in this particular season, you're going to experience him in a specific way. He's going to reveal who he is to you. And he's going to reveal who he is to you. Two thoughts. It also reveals who you are. When you have this burning bush moment, it reveals who you are. Meaning what? Your insecurities. Your self-imposed limits. But also who he's called you to be. Why he's called you to this moment. And reveals God's promises. His promises that are going to be delivered through your obedience. Because, of course, he can be the, you know, the God Bogar. He can be Debo if he wanted to be. But God's a gentleman. In most cases in the, in the word, it says, I will if you. If you, I will. I can do it if I want to. But I need you to be obedient because I want to do this work through you. So if you, I will. It also reveals God's strategy. I remember going on a prayer walk a couple of years ago, 2016, I believe. 2016, he gave me the vision for this, everything I'm doing right now. Everything. And this is only 10% of what he showed me. You're going to be doing this, this, conferences, this, coaching programs, this, this, this. Laid out the strategy for me in less than an hour. That was my burning bush moment. Not too long after that, I was fired from my job. Now, I'm forced into the marketplace. <laughs> right? That was my burning bush moment. Number two, you've been chosen because you're going to have a life alignment. What is life alignment? Your experiences prep you for your assignment. Everything you've gone through in life, they prep you for what God has called you to. Right? And so you got to ask yourself, because you're going to doubt 
In most cases, you're going to doubt that you even qualified to do this work. So you got to ask yourself these questions. What roles and responsibilities have you always been drawn to? When you look at your life, what have you been drawn to? What kind of roles, platforms, responsibilities piqued your interest? What kind of tasks and responsibilities do you excel at? Like this stuff, you don't even got to think about doing. You're just good at it. It comes natural. It is unforced. What comes easy to you, but it comes, but it's hard for other people to do. And lastly, what do people ask you to do? They seek you out for this specific thing. If you can answer these questions, these four questions, then you're well on your way to operating effectively in your assignment from a revelation standpoint. You still got to do the work, but at least you know what you need to do. And the last, the last way you know you've been chosen, you have a burden for the cause or the work, right? So you're going, to either, you're going to see a solution or a way to make it better, and you can't rest until the issue is either solved or properly addressed. You have the resources or the access to the resources to improve upon the cause or the issue. That's the whole burden piece, having a burden for the work. I believe that as kingdom men and women, we're not only supposed to do work inside the church, but we're supposed to have a civic cause. Whether that's with young men, you know, youth leadership or um, cancer research or, you know, um, community development. I believe that we're supposed to be involved in every facet of our society. And having a civic cause is a part of that. So whatever cause you have a burden for, you got the resources for, or you can't rest until it gets done, there's probably, a, there's, there's probably a place for you in that arena. You see the solution or a way to make it better. 2012, I was working at a middle school, at an elementary middle school. I was one of only two black men outside of the janitor working in that school in the, in, in the classrooms. The school was in Dearborn, which is highly Muslim, Muslim. But kids from Detroit were being bussed in. Most of the kids that were being bussed in, especially the boys, didn't have a positive male figure in their home. I was charged with being an assistant to the dean of students, which means I had to be in, in school suspension a lot of times with these boys. I got tired of seeing these boys. So I wrote a book about walking like a king to not only encourage them, but to help them with character development skills and leadership skills. That was my solution. That was the start of what I'm doing now. So seeing a need and not just having a burden to see that need fulfilled, but having the guts <laughs> and the will and the mind to be a part of that solution. I think we're called to that. Nehemiah. I need to go build this wall. That's a civic cause. It wasn't just spiritual. It was civic. He, needed, he wanted to help his people. Right? So your next level of success will be determined by your willingness to let go of what you already know. What God wants to do for you at this next level, there are going to be some trophies you got to throw away. There are going to be some systems, some frameworks that are no longer going to serve you. And you got to throw that stuff away because you try to drag it into this next season. It's only going to prolong 
what God wants to do through you. He wants you to go light. He said he wants to help you live unforced rhythms. He wants you to live light. So you're going to have to let go of some stuff. Some ideas. Belief systems. Some habits that don't work anymore. A mindset that doesn't support the person that you've been called to be. And let some of this stuff go. And the struggle is we don't want to let it go because we've taken ownership of it. Like, this is mine. Even though we don't want it. Like, I worked hard for this, which I don't want. But God is saying, you let that go, I got something lighter. I got something lighter. So I want you to know that you're worthy. God wants to expose you to a deeper level of confidence. We're going to end on this. This this is four levels of godly confidence I want to share with you right now. Reveal confidence, increase confidence, excuse me, validated confidence, and sustained confidence. These are four levels of godly confidence that you can apply to your life as you are walking this new way of doing your dream out. And none of these levels of confidence has anything to do with your ability, your intellect, your education. It all has to do with your partnership with God. So revealed confidence is this. You are able to sense Holy Spirit. He points you in the direction that God wants you to go. That divine instruction helps you to accomplish an earthly assignment that has eternal impact. Holy Spirit's job is to lead to guide, to direct, to comfort, to reveal. Once we tap into that, then we're going to experience increased confidence. Your confidence will grow when you experience the peace of submitting to the leading of Holy Spirit. Despite uncertainty, you move forward. So just because Holy Spirit reveals something to you, that doesn't mean you're going to follow it. But when you do follow it, your confidence will grow And your peace will grow because you've made that decision to follow it. Next is validated confidence. So once you've got the revelation, you are obedient to Holy Spirit, to his leading. Now God can perform on the behalf of your obedience. That's where the if you, I will come in. So you see in these tangible and measurable results because you decided to submit to God's power and to be obedient to what Holy Spirit was saying, now God can perform. Your obedience gives him room to do the exceedingly and abundantly more, above all that you can ever imagine, ask, or think. He can do it if he wants to, but in most cases, it's activated by our obedience. Same with our children. We go to work and we provide for our families, the food in the refrigerator, snacks in the, in the pantry, whatever you want to call it. We, have, we do extra stuff. But if our kids are hard-headed, they're not obedient. In most cases, we ain't doing the extra stuff. We ain't doing it, right? Sustained confidence is this, this level of confidence is fostered in a committed, intimate relationship. So it's deeper than just obedience. You're committing on an intimate level. 
you're not just doing what he says do. You're sticking close. You're staying close. And you're going to find that the relationship is always better than the reward. Anybody can get the reward, but everybody can't have a relationship because you ain't put that time in. You got to put some time in in order to get that intimate. And it gives you access to these unseen and unfair advantages. You know that you don't have the smarts or the intelligence to have this stuff or be have access to this stuff, but it's unlocked because we are in relationship with him. Stuff you didn't have to grind and work for, right? So here's, my, here's the final thought on this. Building the confidence to go after your dreams starts with recognizing and submitting to God's influence and power in your life. Your divine reality of your earthly assignment from the master is simply a platform for God to demonstrate his agenda in the earth through you. Everything you want to accomplish for yourself can be accomplished through your divine reality of your earthly assignment from the master, through your assignment. Everything you want to accomplish can be accomplished. No grinding, no hustling, unforced, light, burden. What we want can be accomplished through that kind of relationship. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.